Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Our website is empoweringparents.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find all of our parenting content, including the Total Transformation Program, which is the number one child behavior program of all time. The Total Transformation Program was developed by child behavior expert James Lehman and is a practical step-by-step guide that provides solutions to the most difficult child behavior problems. You can sign up and begin the program today at empoweringparents.com. Our email address is mail at empoweringparents.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Today is July 25th, 2023. I didn't publish a podcast last week as during the summer. I often take a week off here and there. And last week I took a break. But we're back here today. And today I'm going to go through a James Lehman article titled, the three skills every child needs for good behavior. I'll provide a link to the article in the show notes. And as I often like to do, stay tuned until the end when we will hear from James Lehman himself on this topic. Let's get started. When you have a child who acts out and is disrespectful or disruptive, it's easy to compare him to the so-called good kids who never seem to get into trouble or give their parents grief. Many parents feel hopeless about the possibility of ever teaching their child to become the kind of well-behaved member of the family they envisioned before they had him. The truth is that good behavior isn't magic. You can't just wave a wand and turn your child into who you want him or her to be. Rather, good behavior is a skill that can be learned, just like carpentry, teaching, or nursing. I believe three of the most important skills for children to learn as a foundation for good behavior are number one, how to read social situations, two, how to manage emotions, and three, how to solve problems appropriately. If your child can learn to master these three tasks with your help, they will be well on their way to functioning successfully as adults. Skill number one, reading social situations. The ability to read social situations is essential. Reading social situations helps your child avoid trouble and teaches him how to get along with others. If they can walk into a classroom, lunchroom, playground, or school dance, read what's going on there, and then decide how they're going to interact in that environment appropriately, they're already halfway there. So if your child sees a bunch of kids who usually tease and bully others, the skill of reading social situations will help them stay away from that group rather than gravitate toward it. Parents can help their kids develop these skills by getting them to read the looks on people's faces at the mall or a restaurant, for example. If your child can learn to see who looks angry, frustrated, or bored, two things will happen. First, he'll be able to identify how people might be feeling. And second, he'll learn that he should try to identify other people's emotions. Both are integral in learning how to read social situations. Skill number two, managing emotions. Your child must learn how to manage their emotions appropriately as they mature. Managing emotions means that it's not okay to punch a hole in the wall when you're angry. It's not okay to curse at your dad because he took your phone away. Children need to learn that feeling, that feeling angry does not give them the right to hurt others. If your child calls his little sister a nasty name, it's your job to sit down and ask, What did you see going on that you thought you needed to do that? Don't ask, how did you feel? Instead, ask, what was going on? 
You'll find that this type of behavior is usually self-centered. Perhaps your child's little sister is getting more attention or she's watching a TV show and he wants to watch the TV. Maybe she's playing with the video game and he wants the controller. When your child does not know how to deal with that situation and they become nasty or abusive, it's time for you to step in and put a stop to it. And I think you should be very clear and state, just because you're angry, it doesn't give you the right to call your sister a nasty name. That's a meaningful, direct way of teaching the skill of managing emotions. I believe that consequences are part of, are part of accountability. In other words, your child should know that they will be held accountable if the inappropriate behavior happens again. Consequences are important. Nevertheless, I don't think people change just because they're punished or given consequences. Although parents often focus on them, consequences alone are not enough. Instead, it's the learning process associated with the consequence that changes a child's behavior. So, progress is made when your child's thinking process learns to say, next time I'm upset, I will get in trouble if I call Sarah a name. Instead, I should just go to my room and cool down. Here's the truth. You can punish your kids until the cows come home, but it's not going to change their behavior unless the child learns to think differently. The problem lies in the faulty way kids think. This faulty thinking then gets externalized into how they behave. If you punish your child for the behavior and neglect to challenge the way they think about the problem or discuss their options for dealing with the problem effectively in the future, then really what are you doing? You're punishing your child, but he hasn't learned anything. And he's not going to do anything differently. Indeed, he's probably just going to do it again when you're not looking. Talk to your child about what he can do differently the next time he feels angry or frustrated. This tool is something I developed as part of the Total Transformation Program, and it's an important way to focus on changing your child's behavior. When you use this technique, it encourages your child to come up with other things he or she might do instead of using ineffective behavior. By the way, when you have this talk with your child, it should be a business-like conversation. It should not be all smiley and touchy-feely, and it shouldn't be abusive or negative either. Just stick to the facts and ask, what can you do differently next time? And watch your body language, even if your child is angry. You want to have a neutral and business-like body language. Skill number three, problem solving. I believe that kids labeled good know how to solve their problems and manage their behavior. In contrast, the kids labeled bad are kids who don't know how to solve their problems. A child is often labeled the bad kid when he's developed ineffective actions to solve the problems that other kids solve appropriately. So this child may may turn to responses that are disrespectful, destructive, abusive, and physically violent. In my opinion, there's no such thing as good kids or bad kids. There are simply kids who have learned effective ways of solving life's problems and kids who have not. As they develop, children have to continually adjust their problem-solving skills and learn new ones. For instance, for a three-year-old, being told no is the biggest problem in her life. They stomp their feet and throw a tantrum. Eventually, they have to learn to deal with that problem and manage the feelings associated with it. For five-year-olds, the problem may be dealing with the first day of school. For nine-year-olds, the problem may be dealing with a bully. And for 12- and 13-year-olds, when they're at middle school, they're presented with a more chaotic environment than they've ever faced before.
I've devoted much of my career to dealing with kids who behave inappropriately, all the way from kids who are withdrawn and depressed to kids who are aggressive and acted out physically. I believe a key element in helping children change their behavior is for parents to learn techniques to help their child identify the problem they're facing. Together, you look at how to solve problems and come up with appropriate and effective solutions, solutions that won't get them into further trouble. So talk to your child about the problem at hand and how to solve it, not just about the emotion your child is feeling. In the end, there's no magic solution to good behavior. The secret is really teaching kids how to solve problems. Good behavior is simply one of the fruits of that problem-solving tree. Your goal as a parent is to give your child the tools to learn good behavior. It's never too late to get these tools. But know this, if your teenager can't read a social situation, responds inappropriately, reacts by getting aggressive, and then gets into trouble, how do you think they're going to handle it when they're an adult and their boss tells them something they don't want to hear? How will they manage personal relationships? That's why it's essential for you as the parent not to wish away the bad behavior and to start teaching your child the skills they need to change their behavior for good. That wraps up this week's article, and as I promised at the beginning of this episode, we will now hear from James Lehman in the Total Transformation Program talk about the importance of skills and your child's behavior. Here's James. Well, a lot of parents tend to blame themselves for their child's behavior problems. I mean, it's just natural to look inside yourself and say, well, it must be something I'm doing wrong. Obnoxious, abusive, disrespectful behavior is not caused by a parent saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, expecting too much from their kid, being unsympathetic to the kid's feelings, failing to understand what their kid is going through, refusing to listen to their kid, or failing to give enough of oneself time or money. Those are things that the kid tells you or that the kid's excuse makers tell you. All right, that if you did more of this, things would be okay. In fact, these kids are really good at saying, if you only did this, or if you did more of this, then I wouldn't have cursed at you, or I wouldn't have broken something, or I wouldn't have punched a wall. And it's part of their whole way of looking at life, that they blame other people and not take responsibility. I mean, part of the basic problem of all their behavior is it's very hard to get them to take responsibility because they blame other people. Inappropriate behavior is generally caused by a kid's faulty reasoning that they can't figure their way out of the problem because their reasoning skills aren't developed enough. Poor problem-solving skills, that's probably the most important thing and the most neglected thing, is that if you feel angry, that's a problem. It's not only a feeling. How you manage that anger is a problem. And these kids have poor problem skills around frustration, disappointment, feelings of loss, feelings of responsibility. Disrespectful and obnoxious behavior is also related to a kid's sense of powerlessness. Often these kids feel that they don't have any power. Look, as kids develop and grow older, they develop more social skills and, in a sense, more power. They develop the power to do different things with their family, to negotiate. You know, there's things that a kid who's five would ask for that they're told no, that a kid who's 10 can do. Well, one way of looking at that is that kid has gotten more power with skills and with understanding. Well, these kids, because they don't develop the skills, have a real sense of powerlessness. They don't know how to deal with adults and they don't know how to deal with their parents. They have a marked inability to meet their needs appropriately, all right? That they have needs that they can't describe. They really have a hard time meeting those needs um, in any other way except being demanding, pushy, threatening, or manipulative. 
you know, James, t just take it a step further. When you're talking about a kid's problems, we're not talking about a problem is I have to buy something that costs $10 and I only have $9. A problem could be anything from I can't quite figure out how to tie my shoes yet to when the alarm goes off in the morning, I want to continue to sleep. So the problems that you're basically talking about a child trying to compensate for and overcome are just life. They're life problems. And I guess the basic problem is I feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to go down to it, the basic problem is something happens that makes that kid feel uncomfortable. Can you give me an example? Something happens that makes that kid feel inadequate. Your son comes home and he wants to play video games tonight. And there's a homework lesson that makes him feel uncomfortable because it's hard for him. Mm -hmm. So he, he wants to avoid it. So he comes home and says the homework is done. All right. Now, when you start probing that, well, when was it done? Can I see it? You're going to see a lot of acting out. Because the kid is uncomfortable answering you on a situation that he's uncomfortable about to work for. So a problem for a child, as you define it, is anything that puts him in a position that makes him feel uncomfortable. Anything that makes them feel uncomfortable that they don't have the problem-solving skills to manage. Is there ever any uh, appropriate behavior to allow them to have a release for this frustration? If you're a parent of kids, they release frustration all the time. But we're talking about those kids who cross the bounds. Okay who are chronically disrespectful, okay. who are abusive of others, who are intimidating, who are threatening, who give up on themselves. I mean, there's a whole other side of, of this coin, which is these kids who just stop functioning. Mm -hmm. They just lose their, their whole motivation, and they just don't follow through on things. Teenagers do say things and walk off and say, this ain't fair, and I don't have to accept this crap, and slam the door in their room. And if you're a parent, you have to accept that. If you're lucky, you can learn to laugh at it, you know, mm -hmm. because that's what teenagers do. But if it doesn't stop there, then your teenager has a problem. So what you're saying, James, is it's not necessarily about my skills as a parent. It's really about the child's inability to solve everyday problems. Well, you know, an effective parent teaches their kid those skills to the best that they can. And so I think that there are pitfalls loving, well-meaning parents fall into in which their kids don't develop the problem-solving skills they need. You know, and as parents, I guess it's hard for us to realize that. I mean, when you're so angry at your kid, you could scream. All you can see is the bad behavior. You don't see a kid who doesn't want to act this way. Because let's face it, kids can be really good at being bad. What tends to happen is not only that the kids have bad behavior, you know, because a lot of times when we see the bad behavior, that's a product of a lot of things that have happened over the years. And I think it starts out that parents are terrified when their kids start acting out. They're frightened. I mean, you know, if you're a parent, when your kid starts acting out, you feel vulnerable. Like that kid is doing things and you can't help that kid. You can't help that kid in class. He's having behavior problems in school and you can't help him. You try to punish him the way your parents punished you and ground him and send him to his room and it's not helping. And the school's complaining more and more. People are complaining more and more and you're powerless to do anything about it. And I think as a parent, that's terrifying. Thank you, James. And parents, thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Parents, if you like our content, please visit empoweringparents.com and sign up today for the Total Transformation Program. Total Transformation is the instruction manual for dealing with children and teenagers who are mouthy, disrespectful, or resistant to authority. In this step-by-step -step program, James and Janet Lehman show you how to change your child's behavior and take back control of your family with the exact techniques they used for over 30 years to get kids to behave appropriately. 
And when you sign up, add the parent coaching option and schedule your first coaching phone call today. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Talk to you soon.